You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. We're so delighted to be here together in God's presence. And those of you who are watching on TV and via live stream, we say you are welcome. Welcome to church. Those of you... Uh, by the way, our services are on SOTV 4 p.m. every day. Okay, 4 p.m. every day. If you tune into SOTV.online, you will see our services there. Okay, so spread the word, spread the word. And uh, apart, so apart from YouTube, apart from Facebook, we have SOTV. SOTV gives us a wider coverage. Because in over 100 countries, all right? So it gives us a wider, wider, much wider um, uh, covering. So encourage people as well to, to watch that channel. Amen. And it's got some beautiful programs. So how many people have noticed that? You've watched that? Some movies, Christian movies and so on. I'm not paid to advertise SOTV, by the way. I'm just... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just telling you, uh, you need some good Christian material in this day and age where people are being fed with things that cause their faith to, to almost evaporate, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you need to build your faith. You need to build yourself in your most holy faith. Yeah, if you're going to walk and manifest the power of protons, you need lots of faith. You need lots of faith. To, to, uh, to experience quantum leap in your life. You need faith, okay? Uh, there the is, in, 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 in case you don't know, like just like in the natural, just like in the natural, for you to overcome gravity, okay? Um, uh, it's, it's, it's Isaac Newton that said that you need, there's a propelling force you need. You know, there is, I, I, I can't remember, I don't know, how, how much that of it is required. It's a level of energy that is required for you to be able to take off and overcome gravity. So you can't, you can't just be walking on the same level, okay, on the same level and then overcome gravity. No. That's why you see aircrafts, they, they, they use tremendous power, tremendous energy to take off and even for rockets to get out of this orbit. It, it takes tremendous concentration of energy, you know. And uh, so in, even in, in, in life, in life, you need concentrated uh, amount of energy in order for you to leap and overcome the gravitational pull of negativity. Do you get my point? That is trying to keep you down. That is trying to stop you from advancing. It's trying to stop you from growing. Trying to stop us as a church. We need to overcome every challenge. But it will not be by works. It will be by faith. Hallelujah. Faith that shows in our works. Not dead works. Okay. There is faith. But there are works of faith. But then there are dead works. Are you following me? Yeah. So. If we're talking about faith for quantum leaps, then you need to listen to me carefully. You need to, to uh, 
to feed your faith. There are things you do that make you more powerful in the spirit. There are things that you do that energize you more in the spirit. For instance, we're having prayers. We're fasting. Fasting is something that releases, increases your, your, your spiritual energy. Do you get my point? Prayer as well. It does that. Okay? So that's why we have daily prayers. We have daily prayers. Why are we praying daily? Why, why, just, why not just pray? I mean, God knows everything. Listen, when you pray, there's prayer to have needs met. But there is prayer to empower you. Okay? There's prayer to catapult you from where you are to the next level. Yeah. So don't, don't, don't see prayer just as having needs met. Although that is an aspect of prayer that is important. That's an important aspect of prayer. But see prayer as one of the ways God has ordained to change your life. Okay. Yeah, so when we pray, let us pray and put in everything into it. Put everything into it. We are here every evening. This is the last week of our fast. Let's give it all that we've got. Are you following me? Give it all. Don't, it's not the time to just slack. You don't, don't even, don't fall for that temptation. Yeah, don't fall for that temptation. Rise up. Put in more because before takeoff, that's when the aircraft uses the most fuel. Do you get my point? Yeah, because it's at the point where it's about to overpower and overcome gravity. So if it's going to overcome gravity, it needs tremendous amount of energy. It needs a propelling force to cause it to, you know, to, to, to overcome gravity and kick, cause another law of lift to help it to to rise up and, and go beyond. And it's the same thing in life. If you are going to rise from where you are, if you're going to rise to another level, then you need a propelling force that will cause you to overcome the gravitational pull of negativity, the gravitational pull of failure, the gravitational pull of sickness, the gravitational pull of sin. You need power. I'm telling you, you need power. So you need to concentrate and give it your best. Give it your all. And so when you pray, you pray as if your life depends on that. Don't give God half commitment. It doesn't pay. Give him your all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him your all if you want to, if you want to go far, if you want to go far in life, give God your all and give him your best. And your best is your first, remember? Yeah, your best is your first. That is, that is, that is the freshest. That is, that is the most vibrant. And that's what God is interested in. God is interested in seeing you rise. He's interested in seeing you become who you are supposed to be. He's interested in seeing you make history in this generation. He's interested in seeing you established as a king and as a priest in this generation. 
that will rule, rule where he has called you to rule. But you cannot do it with weakness. You cannot do it. You know, you need strength. Hallelujah. You need, you need the power of kingship. And all of these things, they are there in the kingdom of God. They are there in the kingdom of God. So when you stand, you can stand and you can compel the enemy to, to, to surrender. Yeah, you can. You do it by force. You do it by force. You don't, you don't do it by negotiation. It doesn't work. You compel him. And the only way you compel him is that you need superior power to manifest. Now, I know God is all powerful. We, we sang the song, you are great. You know, there's no one else like you. You do miracles. That's true. That is true. But for you to walk in it, it's a different ballgame. For you to walk in it, for it to become your personal experience, it's a different ballgame. And that's what we're dealing with. Hallelujah. Yeah. As for God, God there's, there's, no, there's nothing to compete with God. As a matter of fact, God and Satan, they're not at par. They're not. When, when, when Satan rebelled, you know that it wasn't God that fought him? It wasn't God that fought Satan? No, he did. That's. He just sent Michael to go fix him. Yeah. God is too much. He's too much. So don't, in your mind, don't even think that, oh, well, you know, this thing is so, you know, this situation is so terrible. Oh, God, where is your power? No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't think like that. Don't think like that. Start thinking, how can I access the power? How can I release the power? Are you following me? How can I defeat this? There is a way to defeat it. It's not that there is, it's not that God's power is limited. It's not that God is restricted. No, I'm telling you, he is all powerful. He spoke all that we see into existence. That's how much power, how much power is in God. There's so much power in him. So, the enemy... There is no enemy that can stand God. There's no resistance. There's nothing. That is God, the God that we serve. This is the God that when he, when he comes down, the mountains melt. He, before saying anything, he just descends and the mountains start shaking. Yeah, that's who he is. That's to tell you the, the level of power, the level of energy that he carries and he has put some of that in you he has put some of that in you but you know our challenge is that we have we don't only have the nature of god in us we also have the sinful nature in our flesh now the sinful nature that is the gravitational pull that is trying to keep you under that's why when you want to pray that you 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 find that that you have to struggle how many people you've struggled to pray? Huh? Sometimes you struggle to read your Bible. The moment you open your Bible, you just start falling, falling asleep. You start feeling sleepy. 
Uh, but when you open you magazine or whatever magazine you read, you don't fall asleep. Why? Because those magazines, your flesh likes them. When, when you are on Facebook or Instagram, uh, you don't fall asleep. When you're on TikTok, you're not falling asleep. You actually have to force yourself to sleep. Why? Because it is feeding the sinful nature. There is a gravitational pull. It's an automatic thing. And we need to overpower that. We need to overcome that. So when you, when you have to do something spiritual and you find you're struggling, remember this. That is the gravitational pull of the sinful nature that is trying to keep you down. But you are trying to rise. You know, and I will rise like eagle, huh? On eagle's wings. <laughs> yes. If you're going to rise on eagle's wings, if you're going to rise on eagle's wings, then you need to, you need to be focused, you need to concentrate, and you need to, to build up enough energy spiritually. That's why waiting on the Lord is one of the ways that you rise up. Hallelujah. You mount up with wings as eagles. When you wait upon the Lord, when you wait upon the Lord, something is building up inside you. How many people notice during this fast, you've, you've just been feeling more faith, especially coming out of this pandemic, this whatever, you know? It, it, that thing, that thing was so demoralizing. So many people, you know, struggling people are still trying to come out of it you know what i'm talking about but now that you have the opportunity we can we can gather together we don't we're not restricted anymore let's make the most of it and build enough energy hallelujah to 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 uh overtake the enemy to outrun the enemy hallelujah Yes, and to take back all that we have lost. We can get it back. Everything. Seven times more. Hallelujah. But this will not come just by us, you know, talking and listening to messages. You have to go and begin to apply the word. Begin to apply it. When you begin to apply it, I'm telling you. God will start releasing. You, you, you'll be amazed at what is inside you. You'll be amazed. I don't want to go that route. But there is a lot in you. It's all in potential form. You know? You know there is what is known as potential energy? Yeah. But potential energy is not enough to blow any place. <laughs> yeah. You need, you need uh, some other form of energy. So it's there. But then, there's need. Potential energy does not cause motion. It doesn't cause, it doesn't cause anything to move. Isn't it? What energy causes things to move? Kinetic, that's right. Kinetic energy, that's what, that's what uh, causes motion, causes movement. So in life as well, 
Just the fact that you have the potential doesn't mean that you move. The fact that you have the potential. Oh God, he has anointed you. God speaks to you. He appears to you and then shows you. Jesus comes and he lays hands on you. Lays his feet and everything on you. And you, you know you are super anointed. But I'm telling you, it's just there in your spirit. Dormant. In potential form. But then you need another form of energy to, to get things moving. Hallelujah. To get things moving. So we need another form of energy. There's an energy that God released and we are here. Now there's another form of energy that will move us. Hallelujah. Propel us from here to take off. And begin to cause major impact. So, the remaining week is time for you to begin to zero in and say, Lord, it's you and I this week. We, let's settle it this week. Come on, how many people, how many people have that sentiment? I, I, I feel like that as well. This is this week. This is the week we are going to settle it. There must be motion. There must be movement. We are talking about quantum leap. There, there must be a major leap from this week. Hallelujah! So let there be a concentration of 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 energy. Let there be a build up. Let the word of God. You know, you, you are abiding in the word. If you are really abiding and the word is abiding in you, do you know what is happening inside you? There is an energy in the word. My Lord, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go to our text. Matthew chapter 6. I just remembered that. <laughs> Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. This week, you need to zero in on the kingdom more in your prayers. Lord, how? How can I manifest your kingdom? Show me. Because you have, if you are born again, you have received the kingdom already. You have it in you. Jesus said it. That the kingdom of God does not come by observation. He said, the kingdom of God does not come by observation. Don't let somebody tell you, there is the kingdom there. There is the kingdom. He says, no, no, no. The kingdom of God is within you. It's within you. So it's right inside, but it's not supposed to remain inside. It's supposed to come out. So we need to manifest the kingdom of God. All right? Seek first the kingdom. So you need to start seeking God. How am I going to manifest this kingdom that is in me? How am I going to manifest this greatness that is inside me? How am I going to manifest this great commission that you have given to me? How am I going to do it in my context? You see, that's what we need to be 
focusing on because there like we've emphasized already the power of the power is in the first the proton is in the first right so how are you going to unlock that power how are you going to unlock that potential how how are you going to unlock it it applies differently to us in several ways but as you seek god he is going to begin to show you amen there are things you might have to start doing that you are not doing there might, there might be things that you are doing that you need to stop. <laughs> are you getting me? Yes. You know, as, as, as I was, as we were driving, just coming to church, you know, the Spirit just said to me, it is important, it's important for us to give ourselves to God first before we give ourselves to anything else. I thought, wow, that is true. Give yourself to God first. If you are single, give yourself to God before you give yourself to anybody. Amen. Before you give yourself to any man or give yourself to any woman, give yourself to God first. First things first. God comes first. So give yourself to him. There is power in that. There's power in that. Mighty God. Remember what we said about proton. It's what one of the things, looking at it from, especially from the biblical standpoint, it is referring to the first. Okay? It is referring to the first. First in rank. First in order. First in value. Preeminent. And that's, what God, that's where God wants. That's the place he wants to occupy. Okay? He wants to occupy that place. And don't allow anybody to compete with that. Yes. So that will settle you in so many ways, in more ways than you imagine. If you will put God first, put God first in your life. In as much as we want, we want prosperity, we want money, we want, we want career growth and so on, that should not come first. God comes first. You want your business to grow, but God comes first. Let me tell you this story, true life story. This guy, in, um, I met a missionary years ago in, in the Gambia. The Gambia is a, is, a, is a country in West Africa, you know, a tiny strip <laughs> in West Africa, surrounded by Senegal. So I met this missionary, this Dutch missionary in that place, this guy, I mean, he was in the interior. Now, that place is, is so hot. I can't live there. And I don't know how somebody from Europe, you know, would live in that kind of place. It's so hot. Almost as hot as... You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's hotter than Limpopo. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's hotter than Palabora. At least I've been there and I, I was almost baked. Yeah. It's hotter there. You know? And this guy sitting there, there's no air condition and he sits. Sometimes he'll sit down, he's playing, you know, the guitar, sweating and sweating and singing to the Lord. But you know what? Why am I sharing this story? The guy, he was, he was, um, he was telling me about how he got there. When the Lord spoke to him, he didn't have the means, but he said there's one businessman. This guy, he's like, he's one of the richest people in, in Netherlands. But how this guy became rich, he was telling me, how this guy became rich is that this guy, when he started, he, he prioritized the kingdom in his business. So the business started, he started doing so well. And to the point that this guy had, has a, a group of companies. And then he took the most profitable company and dedicated it to the kingdom of God. So he said, his principle is that my, this business is my tithe to God. So from that business, he sponsors missionaries all over the world. And that's how this man got to that place. Living in that place. No, to, to get to, to phone, you have to go to another town to, just to make a phone call. Yeah. So there are people that have gotten this thing long time ago. That's just what I'm trying to say. They've, they've, they've gotten this and they've, you know. So that guy, God just began to bless him so much that he just said, okay, now, this, which, which of, the guy has like 10 companies at that time. So he took one of the 10 and then gave to God. So if you are God, who will you bless? No, I mean, let's be honest. If you are the one, if you are God, and somebody is that committed to your kingdom. That one or the person that is crying and praying and shouting and, you know, doing all, all those things. Which one will you bless? Tell me. Talk to me. Which one? You're not sure. Okay. You don't have, no, no, no pressure. If you, if you don't have any opinion, you know. You don't know what it is like to be God, so it's understandable. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, but that, that is somebody's life. That's, somebody's, that's a testimony of somebody, you know, in the Netherlands. So thinking about that, I'm thinking, wow, this guy, I don't know what revelation he had before he did that. But he certainly is fulfilling what Jesus said You know, the bottom line for business is profit, right? Yeah, it's profit. If you want to do charity, you do charity. But if you want to do business, you do business for profit. And then he, he, he got into business with God. So there are, some, there are some of us, God is going to give us some opportunities. After, 
You know, after you finish this fast, God is going to test you. He's going to test you and you need to pass the test. So that he can, he can give you more opportunities. Amen? Yeah. So get ready to be blessed tremendously. So talking about protons are saying that it applies in different ways. I just want to show you a few places where this principle applies. Where if you're going you're gonna to experience God's power, if you want to experience God's power in your life, you know, um, one of the areas is in relationships. Somebody say relationships. Yeah. There is a proton. There is a principle of proton that applies to relationships. I found that in Matthew chapter 5. Let's look at Matthew chapter 5. So you just go west from, from where we were. Okay? Yeah. Chapter 5. And I want to read from verse, um, from verse 23. Look at what he said. He says, Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar... And remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, come on, somebody say proton. Okay. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. So you see, first there is the word proton. That's where the power is. There is power in that. So when you bring your, when you come, you bring your gift to the altar. Before you offer, if you just remember, oh, my, by the way, uh, Sister Jemima has a problem. I have a problem with Sister Jemima. He says, leave it there, leave it there. Go first. Okay, at, at that time, the gift, offering the gift is not, they, there's no proton in the gift. There's no power in offering the gift. Are you getting me? There's no power, although there's power in offering, but at that time, something has neutralized the power of that gift. So the proton is in you going back. Going back to, uh, to Sister Jemima and, and, and sort it out. And it says, after you have sorted it out, then you now come back. That's when there is power in your gift. Are you getting the point? Yeah, this thing, turn to someone and say, this thing is serious. This proton thing is serious. It's serious. Yeah, it's serious. It's a serious matter. So, first things first. You want quantum leap. <laughs> Pay attention to these things. Pay attention to what Jesus says. I told you that Jesus is telling you. He is dangerous. His words are so powerful. They are so life-changing. They are so... <laughs> I mean, we needed to live anyway. Yeah. His, 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 his words are spirit and they are life. That's what he said. Yeah. I remember the story. This, this, this happened. This was, um, I read it from a book. 
this man of God, he's, um, he, he, has, he was pastoring, right? Pastoring. And he noticed a trend. Now, they, there are some people, you know, in church, in a church setting, there are some people who are more committed than others. Some people who are more dedicated than others. Some people who are more faithful than others. We're not all at the same level. How many people agree with that? Okay. Yeah. But he noticed something. That there's this particular family in the church. All right? This particular family in the church, whenever, when, I mean, those, that family, they were not really faithful. <laughs> but when any of them is sick and they pray for them, they get healed instantly. They get healed immediately. But then there's this other family in church these are the faithful people. They are always there. You know, the kind of people that once they are there, you know that everything is sorted. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you don't need to worry once these people are there because everything will be in order. So he, he you know, he noticed that this other family who are faithful in church, whenever he prays for them, it is difficult. It's difficult for things to happen. It's difficult for them to get miracles. It's difficult for them to get manifestation in their life. So difficult. So he went to seek God about it. He said, God, I don't understand. I mean, these people, these people come to church sometimes once in a month, sometimes once in six weeks. I don't even see them. And, you know, but these other people are here all the time. They're here every week, every not only during the week, even, I mean, not only on Sundays, even during the week. And they are always available to help in, in this and that. Why? These people are precious to me. Why don't you intervene on their behalf? And you know why? He, as he was seeking God, God, do you know what the Lord told him? He said, these people, the other people that you are talking about, he says, he said, those other people... They, they are quick to forgive. The entire family is quick to forgive. Even though they are not faithful. But they are quick to forgive. So that my power works in them. Because of that heart. Hello? Yeah. We, we want to experience the power of God. I'm telling you. These things matter. That's why the Bible says faith works by love. Faith works by love. So if you want to experience quantum leap and you ignore love, the law of love is the law of angels. So these other people who are not faithful, now they won't, Maybe there are other areas where they won't experience God because they are not faithful. I mean, they won't be rewarded. Let me put it that way. They won't be rewarded when they stand before God. Because how many people know that when, when a saint passes on, the Bible says that uh, they, their works follow them. So whatever we do here in, in God's house and in God's kingdom, when we go to the other side, we take we take that with us. Our rewards are based on what we do. Okay? Grace does not cover the aspect of rewards. 
Grace is for salvation. Grace is for, there, there's a place where grace works. But when it comes to rewards, it's not about grace. It's about what we have done. Hallelujah. So those people, although they are getting miracles, but obviously when they get to the other side, they would not have enough credit to live in a mansion maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, you know. Yeah. So what we do is what is being converted in heaven. All right? What we do on earth, what we do for the kingdom is what gets converted in heaven. When we get there, we will enter into our rewards. That's what the Bible says. Okay. But you see, these other people, they, didn't, they, they, they are not faithful. They are not diligent. They just come once in a while when they feel like, when they are in the mood. They show up when they are not in the mood. They just chill, you know. And so they, they are obviously not growing spiritually. But when it comes to receiving from God, they receive first. Yeah, this thing is serious. So we want, to, we want to make sure that what we are aligned, okay? Our hearts are aligned so that we don't short-circuit the power of God. So the power of God can manifest when we need it. Glory to God. You want when there is need for a miracle, you get it. All right. You know, miracles, we're not, we're, not, we're not supposed to live by miracles. But you see, for you to need a miracle, you need a crisis. How many people know that? Yeah, you, you, you don't just, you know, yeah, you need, you need, you, you need a crisis in order to, to, to experience a miracle, okay? But there are things, there are times in life that we, we, we face things that, only a miracle can get us out of it. So you want to be, you want to live your life in such a way that when that time comes, you can experience it. You don't want to, when that time comes, God says, ah, there's no proton to, to, to produce manifestation. You don't want that. Okay? Yeah, we want to be able to experience God when we need him the most. Yeah. Miracles are good. But guess what? Blessings are better. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Blessings are better than miracles. Why? Because you can be so blessed that you don't need a miracle. A case in point, the, the Israelites, remember when they were in the wilderness? They were living every day by miracle. Manna. Wake up, go and collect. Just enough for the day. The next day again, they go, Hello, John. Go and get today's manna. Are you okay? Yes, mommy. He'll go with the bowl and collect and bring. But when they got into the promised land, manna ceased. <laughs> yeah. Because in the promised land, you are not supposed to live by miracles. 
Are you getting my point? Yeah, you're not, that's, that's not God's plan. A miracle is a temporary suspension of the natural cause. Huh? Natural laws. It's a temporary suspension. It's not a permanent suspension. It's a temporary suspension. So after that, you need to leave. There is a how you need to leave. That's why the just shall live by faith, not by miracles. Are you getting my point? Yeah, the just shall live by faith. So there is a point that, there is a point that um, I'm sure there, there was a time in your life, maybe I hope, well, I don't know where everybody is, but there was a time, right? There was a time that a loaf of bread was a miracle for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a time. My goodness. And that, I remember that time, bread was just about uh, three rands. It was 290 something. Two rand 90 something. <laughs> so to get a loaf of bread was a miracle that time. I'll be praying. Walking around, I say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I, I decree five rand appear. And I'm walking, you know. <laughs> And I'm looking, looking as I'm walking. Yeah, because there was no food. There was nothing. Nothing. Everywhere was empty. I, I, how many people know that when children are crying, you can't tell them, okay, have faith, have faith. Huh? They, when they say, I'm hungry, you, you, you have to give them something. Otherwise, no. So you are supposed to carry them with your faith. Okay, you're supposed to carry them with your faith. Don't belabor them with faith. You can teach them faith, but you know, yeah, <laughs> that's a different story. But the point is that there was a time that five runs was a miracle to me. So if I live by miracles every day, I'll just be getting five runs. Every day, five runs. I say, oh, praise God. I remember that time I'll just go to my 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 just go to the ATM, put my card. I say, in the name of Jesus, money show up. I put it, check balance, minus. <laughs> then I go pray again, pray, 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 pray. Then I go put it again, minus again. So the more I put it, the more the minus. It keeps going down and down. Ish. Then I go scatter, take the chair, the, 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 the sofa, you know, check. Maybe something dropped. I'm looking for a miracle. <laughs> We're not supposed to live by miracles. But when we need a miracle, we should get it. Hallelujah. But you should be so blessed. You should be so blessed that you don't need to pray for five rounds. Hallelujah. You should be so blessed that you don't need to pray for uh, whatever thousands. You should be so blessed that you don't need to pray for that. Yeah. But there is a time that you will need a miracle. So we want to live our lives such that when the need for a miracle shows up, it will manifest. To manifest. 
We're all at different levels. There was a time in your life that to build 10,000 runs was a major, major breakthrough. Correct? And then now it's like, <laughs> you can even give it to someone without thinking. Well, hope so. <laughs> yeah. But what's happening? You're growing. You're growing in faith. You, in, inwardly, you're growing. Your capacity is increasing and increasing and increasing. And so it gets to a point that, you know, it's, it's, it's no big deal. It's no big deal for you to, if God says to you, I want you to give this person so much. It's no big deal. You don't struggle. You don't, you don't debate. It, it's, it's, yeah, you've come to that point. And there's this one of the things that we prayed years ago that your income will become your tithe. Do you remember that? We're still believing for that. Continue to declare that. Yeah, your current income will one day become your tithe. How about that? Yes. But we need to, there, there are things we need to align. Begin to, begin to, you know, check the scriptures and see where do I need to align my life. So that you are in that flow. Whenever God wants to do something, it just, you know. So that it will get to a point that, like now, we're believing God for, for, for money to do this place. We want to do a nice stage, you know. Nice stage. Put some good air conditioners. Make this place comfortable, you know. Yeah, we're believing God. Now we're believing. The time will come that we won't need to believe. What we want to do, we just do it. Isn't it? Yeah. I'm sure some of you, there was a time that for you to go to, to um, for you to go to McDonald's, you needed, you needed a breakthrough. <laughs> yeah, possibly, yeah. But then now you, you just think, you don't need to pray. You just think and you just, okay, this is what I want. And you just go and get it. Why? Because you have been blessed to that point. To that level. Okay? You've been blessed to that level. Then the time will come is, I'll, is this car I want. You just go and buy it. You don't need to pray about it. You just go and get it because you want it and you can afford it. Hallelujah. Yeah, the time will come that you say, okay, pastor, where's the next church plant? I want to sponsor that one. You just... You just take care of it. Yeah. I remember this businessman who was part of a denomination. You know, this man used to be, he used to be a driver, you know, a chauffeur. Uh, and uh, <laughs> chauffeur, <laughs> that's the right pronunciation. So it's a French word, chauffeur. Okay. So this guy, he used, to, he, he used to be a driver and then he was driving this pastor all the time. And one day the pastor asked him, what do you want God to do for you? Because you've been so faithful. You've been so this and that. He said, he said Papa, I want God to bless me with money. <laughs> I've seen enough poverty. 
So the man just said, okay, kneel down. Just laid hands on him, prayed for him. You know that as we speak today, this guy has a gas company, gas bottling company. He's, he's like, he, he, there was a year that he paid the salaries of the pastors of that denomination for a year. Imagine, imagine being able to pay the salaries of all the pastors in every nation. We have over 70, we have about 75 churches. You know, imagine somebody being able to afford that. That's a quantum leap. <laughs> Hallelujah. But there is a place like that. It, it wasn't a, you know, he, he, it, it wasn't a struggle for him to do that. You get my point. It wasn't a struggle. So there are things that God will do in our lives that what people struggle to do, you just do it with ease. You just do it with ease. Hallelujah. I can give you several stories along the same vein. But I'm telling you, God is watching how we align ourselves. We align ourselves. Our hearts must be properly aligned. Put God first. Take the Great Commission serious. Take the Great Commission serious. Take reaching the lost serious. Because that's what matters to God. Take loving people serious. It matters to God. These things go a long way in activating the power of God in our lives. All right? Because if you don't, if you don't do those things that Jesus said we should do, and then somebody now comes and tells you that if you go and drink one special portion, your life will be sorted. Come on, guys. You're smarter than that. You're smarter than that. You don't need any concoction. Okay? You don't need any concoction. You don't need any portion to drink. Magic portion. You don't need, you don't need any special uh, charm from the Sangoma. You don't need all those things. Those are the things that keep people bound. More and more. Those are the things that keep people bound. Just align. Just go into the word. We've read the, we, we, we've, we prayed over the word as a mirror. Look into the mirror and see, oh, this area of my life. This year. Okay, last year I was like this. This year I need to change this. And just change it. And continue. Continue. As you continue like that, it's a build-up. Spiritual energy will be building up in you. It will be building up in you. It will be building up in you. And one day when you need a miracle, bah, it will show up. Hallelujah. Amen. So there is proton in the area of relationship. I want to show you another area, aspect of proton. Do you want to see it? Okay. Turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 17. St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 17. This one is not as attractive, but it's important. So let's see it. 
St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 17. And here you see Jesus again. Jesus is too much, I tell you. He is wiser than Solomon. Look at the things that, that came out of his mouth. Hmm? All right, let me read from verse 20, just so you get the context. It says, now, when he, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. So Jesus has been preaching so much about the kingdom. Every time, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. And those guys says, okay, enough of all this talk. When is it coming? When is this kingdom coming? You know, because in their minds, they... At that time, they were under um, bondage to the Roman Empire. Okay? The Roman Empire was ruling over them. And so, they, they, their idea of a Messiah is someone that's going to give them political freedom. It's going to free them from Rome. Okay? So, when Jesus is talking the kingdom, the kingdom, in their mind, they're saying, okay, when is he coming? Because... We, 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 we want it now. We want, we want this Caesar business. It's too much for us. But Jesus now answers and says, does, the kingdom does not come with observation. No. All right. So. Nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Okay? So, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Right now, as we speak, the kingdom of God is here. It's a spiritual kingdom. That's what Jesus was trying to say to them. Okay? Then in 22, Then he said to his disciples, The days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. Uh, let's just skip, skip down. He says, uh, verse, verse 24, For as lightning that flashes from one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. All right? But, look at, first, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. First, that's a proto. First, he must suffer. He, first, he must suffer. There's going to be manifestation of the kingdom. Literal manifestation. But before that, first, God has ordained is for the Son of Man to suffer. So, there is some proton power in suffering. When you ought to suffer. That's why I said it's not exciting. Correct? Yeah. But there are things we have to suffer first. Before we enter into glory. Hallelujah. So, first things first. Suffer first. Don't, don't, don't bypass. If, if God's plan is for you to go through. A wilderness 
You know, some people make a mockery when I talk about wilderness experience and things like that. Say, no, you know this. I don't, I don't, I'm not going through any wilderness in Jesus' name. I reject that in the name of Jesus. Listen, you can reject the way you want. If it is part of God's plan, you have to go through it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's necessary for us to suffer some things. It's necessary for us to suffer persecution. It's part of the package. But there's a glory that will be revealed. Hallelujah. There will be. So, if, if I have to go through more challenges, it's okay. It's okay. Why? Because I know there's a glory that's going to be revealed. One of the things that suffering does, there are many benefits to suffering, honestly. For example, suffering makes you humble. It forces you to be humble. Now, when you're humble, that's when you are getting ready for quantum leap. Because God lifts the humble. He doesn't lift the proud. The proud, he brings down. But when you suffer some things, it causes you to... There is something. It just works humility in you. You, you don't need to pray for humility. So, suffering will make you humble. And I've seen it many times, <laughs> both in my life and in the lives of others. Yeah. <clears throat> You're saying, oh, yeah, no, this is this. Then just, just wait for some things to come. The same person, you'll be amazed at their humble attitude. There's one business guy, I was, you know, um, I was, I was talking to him sometime and, you know, just praying. Just sometimes we like to walk with people so that they get it right. So that they can now take off. And I'm walking with this guy. And then some doors started opening. Hey! Oh my God. When I talk to him, he answers me roughly. <laughs> you know, the Bible says the rich answers roughly. He has not even become rich yet. He's already answering roughly. Because he has seen a little, a little bit here and there. So when I noticed that, I just withdrew. And when I withdrew, oh my goodness. Something else happened. And after that, he called me. <laughs> and this time, his, his attitude is so different. I said, wow. Suffering has some benefits. There are some blessings in suffering. I'm telling you, it will help you to see, to have the right perspective. You know? Yeah. So I noticed now that his perspective changed. And then I started working with him again. You know? To help him. And then after I started working with him, I saw things started opening up again. I said, I hope he got it this time. Amen. So we must, sometimes it's okay to suffer. Alright? But you, you must suffer justly. There's, there are sufferings that are not inflicted by rebellion. There are sufferings that are not inflicted by, you know, 
But he, David said, it is good for me that I was afflicted because I went astray. He said it was good for me. So he was celebrating, thanking God in Psalm 119. Go read it. It was good for me. That I may learn your testimonies. That I may learn your word. So, the son of man, Jesus, who is perfect, no sin in him, no wrong motive, nothing. God still said he must suffer. Then, is it you and I who have so many things to deal with? God will say, I love you so much. I don't want you to remain the same. So, go through this so that you'll come out like pure gold. Hallelujah. That's they were praying about the word is like silver. Yes? Purified seven times. You know? Yeah. Of, uh, of uh, Joseph, the Bible says that the word of God tested him. The word of God tried him. Yeah. He was tried. The prophetic word that he received tried him. Put him in situations where he was wrongly accused. He was punished for righteousness, for being righteous, for walking in righteousness, for refusing to, to, to agree to Mrs. Potiphar. He suffered. He went to jail, wrongly accused of rape. Went into jail. But then he came out from the jail to the throne from the prison to the palace can you see that's a quantum leap but that quantum leap that 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 the proton in that was being intensified while he was in jail the energy was building up the energy to propel him the energy to overpower every resistance was building up while he was in jail and God used a dream to get him out of. Gave Pharaoh a dream and used that to get him out. Why? Because at that time, his heart was right. He had aligned. He had conformed to the word of God. Amen? And you can tell that when his brothers, you can see when you go read, when his brothers came, he didn't have any bitterness. He didn't have any, you know, revenge. No, he didn't have that. Why? He had been purified. Suffering had purified him. If you read about Joseph, you know that Joseph, one of the reasons why his brothers hated him, he was always going to the father to go and report them. He was, look, I said, daddy, daddy, you see, this is, this is what Judah did. This, you know, Judah, this is, and then he, the father will punish them. He said, Daddy, you know what Reuben did the other time? He was always, always, you know, reporting them. So they didn't like him. He always saw their faults. And he always promoted, I mean, he always reported them, you know, to the father. But now, when he has been tried, when he has gone through suffering, all of that was was, was burnt by the suffering out of his life. The fire of suffering consumed that attitude. 
Do you get my point? Yeah, the fire of suffering. Consume that. That pettiness was no more there. It was consumed from his life. And now his brothers, they are panicking. Because the brothers have not grown spiritually. Where they were, is, they were still in that place. Meanwhile, Joseph has advanced to a quantum level. You get my point? Yeah. So now, when he has the opportunity to favor them, and when they get to know that this is Joseph, they are scared. Now we are finished. This guy is a super, is one of the most powerful people on earth. This guy can give one command and all our heads will be taken off. But Joseph was not like that. Why? Suffering had taken that out of him. That taken that out of him. So there, is, there, there, there are some protons in suffering. That's just what I want you to see. And I know, yes, okay, when we talk about faith, you know, somebody, one, one bishop once told me, he said, I don't have the gift of long-suffering. I don't believe in suffering. First of all, there's no gift of long-suffering. Long-suffering is not a gift. There's no gift like that. So I, I, don't, want, I don't want to suffer anything. Just, you know, always looking for shortcuts and all of that. But God bless his heart, you know. I thank God for some of the rough times we've gone through. Even as a church, I thank God. Yeah, looking back, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it good to be here? This is a better place. Hallelujah. Amen. So, suffering has done some work in us. Develop character. The character to handle gr glory is developed in suffering. So if you don't go through stuff, if you are elevated and placed, placed there, maybe you have one uncle who can, you know, just organize for you to be placed there. Imagine if Mrs. Potiphar had tried to organize for Joseph. You know, if Joseph had compromised and then Mrs. Potiphar now tried to organize for Joseph to be promoted, do you think it would have happened? No. What would be, he, she, at best, he can just be at Potiphar's level. But when, when God had finished processing him, he became Potiphar's boss. So can you imagine what went on in the Potiphar home when Joseph was inaugurated? Everybody, here comes Joseph. And like, what if I say, hey? What is this? Am I seeing correctly? Is this, is it the same Joseph? Yeah. So Potiphar now has to come and say, yes, sir. He has to bow to Joseph now. But you know that Joseph did not he did not retaliate. Can, can, can you see? It's what he went through that took that out of him. There are things that will be taken out of us when we go through the proton of suffering. I've said enough. Let me stop.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, my God. Why don't we talk to the Lord? Just tell the Lord, Lord, help me, help me. I, I, just, I just want to do your will. I want to do your will. Yes. I want to experience your power. I want to experience your glory. There's glory that is coming that is ahead of us. There's glory that is before us in this land, in this city. There's glory before us. But God had to take us through some things in order to develop, to develop the right heart attitude, the right heart condition, to develop the character that is required to handle the breakthrough that is coming. Don't complain. Just embrace it and ask for more grace. It might be intense. It might not be comfortable. Just tell the Lord, Lord, it's not comfortable, but I need your grace so that I can make it. So that I can go through it and be trusted with that weight of glory that you have for me. There is a level of glory. Paul said, the sufferings that we go through are not nothing compared to the weight of glory that will be revealed in us. There is what is going to be revealed in you. It might be rough now. I don't know where you are. I don't know your condition. But God knows. God knows. And God wants me to encourage somebody to be strong. There is, there is glory ahead of you. God has made a way for you already. But in the fullness of time, He will reveal that way. He will make a way of escape for you. You will escape that pit. You will escape that situation. God is working. Is working from behind the scenes. Father, I thank you. I pray for your people. And those of you watching online, I just pray as well. And whatever you're going through, that the Lord, the Lord will strengthen you. Strengthen you. And see you through. I ask for supernatural strength Lord for your people I pray oh God that you will you will fortify them fortify them in the midst of the pain the midst of the furnace of affliction receive the preserving preserving power of God like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego Right there in the midst of the fire, you went in there with them. I ask that you will enter into the fire with your people, oh God. And you will manifest yourself as the fourth man in the fire. As the fourth man in the fire with them. I pray that, Lord. Lord, my God. And every voice of the enemy will be silenced in the name of Jesus. No matter what, they will not give up. They will be strengthened. They will come out stronger. They will come out better. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. From the fire, they were promoted. 
they were honored I say Lord God that your people will be honored hallelujah in the name of Jesus we thank you Father we thank you Lord what an honor what a privilege to go through stuff because of you what an honor what a privilege for us to go through situations worthy to even suffer for you. It's an honor. It's a privilege. Thank you for grace upon your people. I speak grace upon grace. Grace upon grace. Strength upon strength. For your people to move from strength to strength. From one level of strength to the other. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. Bless your name. I give you glory. My Lord. My Lord. I know there are some people listening to me who really need supernatural strength. Don't give up. Just hold on. Your miracle is on the way. Hold on. Your miracle is on the way. God is not all he's not done with you your miracle is being processed your miracle is on the way hold on hold on thank you Jesus it's time for you to cross over to cross over and declare that nothing will restrict you than necessary. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, why don't you say this after me? Say, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. I am one with the Almighty, God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit, and I are one. God's proton powers are activated in my life. For quantum leap and unimaginable manifestations. Therefore, I am crossing over from death to abundant life and supernatural breakthrough with quantum leap and giant strides. I know I have crossed over from death and destruction to divine life and miraculous preservation. I have crossed over from ignorance and foolishness to divine revelation, inspired insight, supreme understanding, and infinite wisdom. I have crossed over from poverty, lack, and want into prosperity. I have crossed over into limitless riches and abundant wealth. I have crossed over from confusion failure 
and frustration to clarity of vision, good success, great fulfillment, and satisfaction. I've crossed over from crippling doubt and paralyzing defeat into great faith and unprecedented victory. I have crossed over from the prison of fear and torment into divine courage and glorious liberty. I have crossed over from malignant hatred, malice, and bitterness to unfailing love into forgiveness. Also, I have crossed over into perfect peace, perpetual joy, and pleasantness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I've crossed over from barrenness into fruitfulness. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate the Word of God. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.